This episode of 100 Not Out proudly brought to you by our 2020 longevity experiences to the Greek island of Ikaria and the Italian island of Sardinia. Come to one or both blue zones with us for an unforgettable bucket list trip of a lifetime. Live with the locals, make the food, eat the food, drink the wine and discover the longevity lifestyle with a select group of like-minded people just like you who will become friends for life. Activities include stunning hikes, cooking classes, essential oil workshops, festivals and dancing, grape stomping and wine, foraging with the locals and so much more. For dates, highlights, videos and all the details and to apply, go to 100notout.com. Group size is limited to 16 and applications processed on a first-in, first-serve basis. TheWellnessCoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging. Well, Marcus Pierce here with you, and as always, I am joined by my great mate, my brother from another mother. He's a co-founder of The Wellness Couch. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, brother. Hello, brother. Thanks for uh, joining me on a sunny, beautiful, sunny Melbourne afternoon. Is that it? Is it a sunny uh, Melbourne afternoon? It's just probably the, the Richter scale. The temperature has probably just pushed close to 30 degrees. It's lovely today. Um, and I've come off the golf course having scored reasonably well and had a nice little catch up with my mum, a little coffee down in Oakley, trying to live a bit of Icaria here in Melbourne. And uh, here I am joined by you. Like, seriously, does life get any better? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Particularly when that's uh, it's very kind of you. Um, I know I'm a very small part of your uh, day, but that is very kind of you. Is it really nudging 30? It's 23 apparently uh, up here in the Byron Shire. I tell you what, Melbourne's got it over. Byron today, that's awesome. Yeah, I think we would have, uh, We, I'm sure, let me just double check the temperature right now. It's 27 degrees right now, so it's probably on the drop down, but it was, um, it was very warm earlier on. It was lovely. You must be just, this is when you are in your happy place, isn't it? You are just, you must yeah. be so, this is like you've played golf, you've seen your mum, you've had some family time, you're doing a bit yeah. of 100 not out, you're just yeah. pigging, you know what? I'm like a pig in poo right now. Yeah. I am. I'm feeling very, very good. I'm actually a pig in number twos. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> Probably well, number. I'll be. You'd, they'd be happier in the gravy trade end of that. So maybe like a five or a six, not necessarily a seven. They'd be pretty happy there. And, and for the listeners that care, we are talking uh, in the afternoon. It's currently five to four, and I love having these afternoon recordings with you because I get to finish my working day on a high. I'm sipping some Icarian Mountain Tea at the moment. I've got some chocolate to my right, tea to my left, Damo smack mm-hmm. bang in the middle um, yeah. on Skype. <laughs> it's just a happy day. The sun's shining, sky's blue. Sarah had a prank yesterday. That couldn't even dint my happiness. Uh, she just smashed up the, 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 rear, the rear, I don't know a what you call it, a little bit of a fender bender. Uh, nothing yeah. can get in the way of a bit of joy and love it. Uh, are we in springtime? Must be spring because there's a lot of happiness and joy around at the moment. Yeah, the birds are chirping, the bugs are flying. It's, yeah. uh, there's a whole lot of uh, spring happiness. A few sneezes. A lot of people are sneezing at yeah. the moment down here with lots of hay fever. So it's definitely pollination time. Mate, now no you just I've had a little I've had a little uh, enlightened moment then because I've been sneezing far more the last two or three days. And when we were in Ikaria, you said to me on multiple times, mate. Histamines. 
Check them. Yeah. You've got a histamine response. Check them. Um, <laughs> yeah, 100%. And how, when was the last time you had hay fever? Do you often get hay fever? I don't I don't put myself in the hay fever bracket, but uh, I wouldn't even know. Like, I wouldn't know. I just know sometimes at night, sometimes in the morning, and sometimes in the middle of the day, I might go in a little three or five bang, 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 sneeze-a-thon. Um, yeah. But... I'd never go. Oh, what, about, gosh, what, about when you, what about when you go outside and the sun hits your face? Like, do you sneeze when you walk outside and the no, sun hits your face? No, no, I don't. No, that happens to type A blood people. It's very, very funny to watch. Like, oh, they just oh, walk that's outside, right. bang! They, it's the sun hits their nose and bang, off they go. They sneeze. It's but if the sun funny. hits I, my I, eyes, I, if I ever want to sneeze, I don't know if this is all of humanity, but if I want to sneeze, I'll look at the sun. So if the sun hits my eyes, yeah, I'll sneeze. There you go. So, That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you're in my that. thoughts in the most weird and wonderful ways. I love it. Um, you've been in my like thoughts a, a lot. Stewart like song. Like a, like it. What's up? What song? What are you going to pull out for me? You know the song? You're in my heart. heart. You're in my, my song. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that'll be a bit <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Everyone just turned off. <laughs> sorry, folks. Sorry, we'll get back on track. Um, oh dear. Now, oh. I was about to say, I was about to say that you have been in my thoughts a lot this last week because you have made, and this is the topic of our episode today. You have made uh, one of one of the toughest decisions, I would say, in your life. I'm going to put it up there with a top ten. I'll put it in top ten. Mm-hmm. Don't know where you're ranking, but you have oh, made yeah. the big decision to close the doors on forage cereal. After eight years, you've uh, publicly announced this in the last week, and I thought we could um, discuss uh, with you. Know, you and I could discuss and share with our listeners what it takes to make a really tough decision. And before you say anything, I would like to say on behalf of all of our listeners a massive thank you to what you have done with Forage Cereal. You have brought joy, you have brought health to so many people. Um, around the country and maybe even the globe through your cereal. You brought a lot of joy to our families, particularly on weekends because I'm eggs and greens Monday to Friday, but weekends is special <laughs> sweet breakfast and they just they just uh, forage for the forage. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to yeah. do now, but thank you so much from the bottom of all of our hearts for what you do. I don't think you and I would have met if it wasn't for forage because that was really what, what connected you and I when I moved back from um, overseas. So on behalf of everyone, Damo, thanks so much for, for what you've contributed so far. Thank you, Piercy. Uh, that means a lot to me, and it's uh, it's been an incredible thing. Um, the, the kindness uh, of people's words since making this decision—it was a very, very hard decision to make. You know, I've um, I really struggled making this decision because, uh, for me, forage being my baby, I, re- I just wanted it to go well. I just wanted it to continue to survive. I think it's a great brand. I think it's a great product. Um, I couldn't get anybody to buy it, you know, believe it or not. I couldn't get anybody to take over the brand or license it or anything, which really surprised me. But, you know, it's kind of a sign of the times. And so you kind of – you weigh everything up. You look at the amount of time that you spend on something, what it costs you in terms of, um, you know, money and time um, and then lost opportunities and all that sort of stuff. And I'm grateful for everything that Forage provided me. But I got to the point where I thought, you know what um, – Enough's enough. I've, it's been a, a great time. Um, it's been challenging. My, my word, it's been challenging. I mean, and, and people close to me know how challenging it's been. Um, but I, I just got to the point where I had to 
say goodbye. But I've had some really lovely things. And your comment just then, like, we wouldn't have met if it wasn't for forage, couldn't have been truer. But same as Dr. Maria Zushman. I wouldn't have met her if it wasn't for that. I probably wouldn't have met Ravi Rudner. You know, LT and I might not have started doing all the other things that we were, you know, were doing if it wasn't for forage. There's a whole host of things that uh, that came from forage um, in terms of my best friends and my relationships and um, the ability to share my message that uh, that forage has given me. So I am eternally grateful for what forage provided me. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm overwhelmed by the response of people finding out that I'm I've closed it. Um, and it's more thanks and gratitude that I've got than anything that's nasty. I think the nastiest thing is what am I going to eat now? Um, <laughs> you know, That'll be it. Yep. Yeah, and then, you know, probably the second nastiest thing I got was from Ravi Rudner saying, uh, what is the closest Carmen's muesli to your one that I can buy? <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I said, oh, probably the really sweet one. That'll be the one. Yeah. And so um, just being facetious. But, you know, it's it's been really lovely just having all those words of affirmation, you know, letting people know that I've – people letting me know that I did a good thing. So that was nice. And I feel like for all of those health, health professionals out there that have introduced their clients to you, it has been through – forage as well i mean so that's the thing all of the forage has been that that uh, vehicle that's taken you around the country doing all of those talks so i think like you said all of those people will miss and that's something that many people will miss is that um that in real life access that that so many people have had i think i just want to give a bit of background demo because i'm not sure that you do it given your modesty but uh you know from our conversations and i won't step over any Friendship lines here, but you know your your business at Vita um, is thriving. You're one of the most well respected uh, naturopaths, nutrition nutritionists, and chiropractors in the country. Recently, you've been elected to the board of the Australian Chiropractors Association. Um, it seems like you've had almost a not a perfect storm, but you know in the last two years, you um, gave up your position at the Wellness Couch. The Wellness Guys um, has ended. You've had a lot of big decisions, but it seems like you're almost going into a new phase of your life, that this, this ACA board position, which is having a whole different impact on humanity than, than having forage has and other things, seems to, oh, from the outside looking in, you seem to be stepping into a, a whole new chapter um, in, in your life. But does that, is that how it feels? Does it feel like um, something is turning that is, that is very new that you haven't experienced before? Oh, yeah, absolutely, mate. It's a great observation. It's interesting because I, I think about what my mission statement is, my purpose statement, and it revolves around um, helping people live a healthy life, right? And so for me, those messages have been wrapped up in nutrition. I've done TV shows, radio programs, um, podcasts, seminars. Um, I've traveled around the globe to present you know, different events. I've done all of that. I've written articles for magazines. I've been in the newspapers. I've done all of that stuff to try and help people live a healthy life. And so for all of that, I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there that have actually begun to live a healthy life as a result of either reading my stuff, hearing my stuff, or watching my stuff. And and that makes me feel fantastic. Now I'm going into a phase where, you know, I'm probably less motivated to try and make money from um, helping people live a healthy life and just, I, I suppose, work on a, a level of, in this case, governance to ensure that chiropractic as a whole is seen in a positive light in the community. Um, there's a lot of people that don't understand what chiropractic is and have stinking thinking about it. So um, I think that I've got a bit of a road ahead in that regard. But I think at a at a high level um, outside of the practice and 
the potential to interact with government and the potential to interact with, um, uh, I, I suppose, other disciplines at, at a board level as well. I've now provided that opportunity for myself. So, you know, for all of the entrepreneurial activity that I've had in the past, I'm now doing a governance thing, which is a big deal for me. Like I'm going to learn a lot and I'm going to be challenged a lot, but um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the challenge because it doesn't require, I suppose, any risk. It's just time. So uh, for me, I feel really good about it. Like I feel, I feel great about it. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to ask you: is is how, um, how have, how has this tough decision um, felt for you in the aftermath? And and that is that is good, which is wonderful to hear. In terms of the background of you know, and I'd love people to think about what tough decisions are they needing to make in their own life at the moment and and hopefully this conversation helps you um shed some some clarity on that but how did it come to pass if you can remember where you you realized to yourself that you had to make this decision and not and not that the decision to finish up with forage but you had to make a decision on what the future of forage was can you remember how that came to pass yeah look if we go back um, only at the start of the year, we we're looking pretty dire. Like forage was a long way in the red. Um, it required lots of investment to kind of keep it afloat and, you know, to get it going. And so many people would remember I was running lots of specials and sales and clearance sales just to move stock so that I could just keep cash flow coming through. And um, and that was a really challenging time. And people were saying, you've got to get out, you've got to get out. I'm like, no, no, no. I've got – there's too much to do and there's too many, you know, things to achieve yet before I pull the pin. So even just from a financial perspective, what we had in the bank and what was due was like, really, the balance sheet didn't look good, I've got to tell you. So I was thinking to myself, I've got to find a way that I can actually, um, you know, do something good with the company and, and, and not end up in a lot of trouble. So because you, you look around, like even look at White Ribbon, you know, the other day White Ribbon closed down and it was announced that they hadn't paid their staff and, you know, all of their entitlements and, you know, the government's going to bail them out. Like The government's not going to bail out poor old Damo from Forage. <laughs> I had to make good everything, you know, for me. Um, but there's a whole bunch of companies that have, have gone belly up. You know, people have had to go to jail for bankruptcy, you know, for doing the wrong thing with their money or they've gone bankrupt and so they've lost their house or whatever else and that's not going to happen to me at this stage which is really nice it's really good so um but i didn't want that to happen to amber and i so i had to put my head down put my bum up and just you know get some stuff happening to you know be able to put us into a safer space that was really fatiguing and really tiring. And what I noticed was happening is people were buying a lot online, but our distributors are buying less. Um, and so our sell-through through stores was kind of declining. So that was really quite stressful for me because a lot of people were telling me how much they love forage, but they weren't necessarily buying it. Mm. So I was thinking, oh, my gosh, this just isn't right. So um, I thought, well, I can keep on trying to open different channels and go to different markets. And I was bringing new distributors on, and it was all just really slow. And all of my existing below-the-line marketing techniques were kind of becoming more and more difficult to do. And what really needed to happen was I needed to um, to invest more money. And so I got to the point where I thought I don't want to put any more money into it, you know, to, to keep it going. Um, if the sales aren't going to be there, I've got to close it down. Anyway, then um, we we're about to do another run of Paleo and Bircher and muesli oh sorry paleo muesli and porridge and went to the manufacturer and the manufacturer decided he was going to put the prices up uh for the blending by 250 percent wow uh, 
that's crippling. Like as a small business, um, when a manufacturer puts up the price of manufacturing or blending by 250%, when you go from a kilogram packing price to a 350 gram, or sorry, a per a per unit packing price that's exactly the same it was it just became untenable i couldn't do it so you would have been paying 40 bucks a bag you would have been paying more than that you would have been paying more than that because by the time like i wouldn't have made any margin on that i just would have tried to recoup that but then um the distributors would have made a margin on it they would have whacked their margin on then the um retailers would have made a margin on it they would have whacked their little bit on it so by the time it got fed through, like that increase could have been close to ten dollars. Wow! Um, yeah, by the time it all you know went through, because the retailers are incredibly greedy. I've got to tell you, but <laughs> what they what they actually you know make on a bag of muesli is is pretty you know it, it's pretty outrageous. It's um, but anyway, that's they they're supposed to take on the risk, and that's what they do. But uh, and that's how they make them, that's how they pay the bills and send their kids to school. So you know, I don't begrudge it, but. It, uh, it definitely made things more challenging. So I, it just got to the point, PC, and you, you and I had lots of conversations about it, how difficult it was, and I just thought, I've got to turn the record over. I've got to make it – I've got to stop whinging about it and stop moaning about it and turn it into a good news story. Uh, and so I did. I, I just said, okay, on the Friday I announced to our distributors oh, – sorry, on the Wednesday I announced to our distributors that we're going to close – um, and if they wanted to buy any of our existing stock that we had in stock, um, that, that they were welcome to. And I actually had distributors cancel their purchase orders. Wow. And I was like, you're kidding me. What do you mean you're canceling your purchase orders? So I thought, well, if that's the case, um, I'll go out to the marketplace and let them know on the Friday. So I told everybody on last Friday that uh, I was closing forage and then made some more announcements and we're just clearing the stock as we go. So at this point in time, there's probably 60 boxes of bircher left. There's one box of porridge left. Um, <laughs> and there's a That's little bit That's not a bad claim, of, the last box of uh, porridge. Oh, no, I can sign yeah. it for you. And, yeah. then, um, and then there's only, like of the, of the little 50-gram serve paleo packs, we've got five cartons of those. There's 150 of those little bags left. And that's it. Wow. And, and then it's all done. There's nothing left. So yeah. um, that's, that's where I'm at. Well, but you sound so refreshed by it. Like, have you felt lighter, more refreshed? You know, that's what I'd, I'd love to get your insights. When you make a big decision and you follow through with it, uh, yeah. have you felt your own well-being change? Lift. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about it, mate. I feel lighter. I feel way more refreshed. I feel like... Um, you know, my heart rate's come down. I'm not feeling, you know, stressed out. Uh, you know, I really feel calm and I feel in a good place. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, you know, I, you know, the, the, the reason why I'm feeling so good is because I, I've had such a large amount of support from my friends, from my family, um, and in particular Trudy. You know, Trudy's been absolutely wonderful in helping me, you know, get forage to a point that we can close it down nice and safely. So, you know, I really appreciate all the work that Trudy's done and I really appreciate all the counsel that, you know, great mates like yourself have given me. So thank you so much. Oh, my you pleasure. And Trudy. Yeah, big shout out to TP. Yeah. We love you, TP. You rock. Yeah. And um and having people close to you at any times, but particularly during the tough times, or those times where yeah. a big decision is is imminent, 
um, yeah. like you said, is to have that counsel, which really so many people um, are lacking. Um, yeah, which is you know that's that's that is a that is a reality, but it doesn't have to be everyone's reality. Um, it's exactly. great. Okay, yeah. right. Just before you know we move on, also I, I think all of my decisions around forage have been made easier because Amber's allowed me to explore it and to give it a go. Mm. So she's never really held back or never really pulled back and said, no, you're not doing that anymore or whatever. So she's often gone, oh, you know, do you want to think twice about doing that or whatever else? But she's never said, no, you're not doing that. So she's allowed me to make those decisions and kind of go through the ups and downs. And so, you know, again, for her support and being the rock, um, that's, that's, invaluable yeah. so and particularly having I chose, you. I chose well there absolutely well there. and i think having a wife as as you've said uh about the beautiful amber having a wife that um is there to not warn you but is allowed to question you like are you sure you're making the right decision but is not there yeah. making the decision for you or forcing a decision upon you like i think that is that's unconditional love at its best that's going look i'm yeah. here for you whatever your decision you make whether i agree or disagree with it individually i'm here to support you through whatever decision you make um, yes. is remarkable. I think. I think, you know, most relationships, well, every relationship would love would love that openness. Um, thanks for your honesty, gee whiz, it's, it's 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 wonderful. I am just I'm inspired to hear you talk about, you know, this experience with. Um, grace isn't the word I'm looking for. It's like it's happiness. I, I can feel your joy. I can feel it. Just I can feel. Uh, um, your satisfaction and in, in your own self and self-esteem that you've made a tough decision. And I think that goes for anyone that's made a tough decision. You're allowed to be proud of yourself, feel good about the fact that you've followed through with it, you haven't sat on the fence, um, even though I'm sure there's a bit of that for all of us when we're, when we're teetering on the, on the verge of the decision. But it's lovely. It's awesome to hear you talk about, um, talk about it. And like you said, in a good news story, it doesn't have to be so doom and gloom. Uh, I'm sure you probably yeah. had a few doom and gloomers um, you know, because they, they they would see it as a as a bad news story, for want a better term. But you think about the legacy, and like you said, and I've just been writing it down. Is like every every life purpose is immortal. Like if you touch one person once, then your your impact on that person is perpetual. Because without that touch point, at any little town in Wonthaggy or up in Sydney or over in mm-hmm. Western Australia or wherever it is. You can't undo the impact or influence you had on that individual. And, yeah. you know, you've got eight years of that impact that will perpetuate. And that's just a phenomenal, phenomenal um, achievement. Well, it was like 11 years because I reckon, you know, when I first came to Inverloch, I was doing WBC. It wasn't even forage. Yeah, so, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was. For yeah, us, so like was, we're talking um, like 11 yeah. years of manufacturing muesli, which means it's a quarter of my lifetime I've been <laughs> doing muesli for. Like, wow. who would have thought that? <laughs> I, would never, I would never, ever have thought that. But it's like almost half of my lifetime I've been a, a naturopath for, but a quarter of my life I've been making muesli. Like, that's full on. That is stupefying. That's amazing. That is full on. I love it. Mm. I love it. And um, in that time, I've manufactured probably close to half a million bags of muesli. She was half a million. 500,000 bags. Wow. Like, when you do that maths, you kind of go, whew. How many? How many? How many servings per bag? Uh, well, if we're talking one kilo bags, yeah. we're talking twenty servings. So, oh, 10 you know, million servings! It could be around ten million servings, but it's probably less than that. It's probably like seven and a half million servings because of the smaller bags. But it's probably around seven and a half million mouth like servings of bowls of 
mueslis that I've served up over the last 11 years. Wow. That is just, million. That is just phenomenal. That's pretty, that mm. is the best. Oh, yeah. could hear I still you. couldn't get the big guys to buy my business anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> well, as I said, look on the other side of the coin because I think, the, uh, as I said, the, the influence you've had on humanity through – not just the cereal, but through all of your presentations, which I know will continue, and but all of that impact, which has stemmed from the uh, you know forage range, has just been incredible. So thanks, thanks for taking us through that process of, of what it took for you to make a tough decision, and we really hope uh, for you listeners that it helps you in the tough decision that you make. And um, Damo, can't wait to have more of these chats with you in Sardinia and Ikaria 2020. How good is that going to be? Oh, so exciting. I can't wait, mate. So exciting. If uh, if you are just learning about this, these trips of ours for the first time, make sure you head on over to 100notout.com. We spend 10 days on this little Greek island called Ikaria, population 7,500, uh, known as the island where people forget to die. We are there next year, August 30 to September 8. And uh, for 10 days prior to that, August 19 to 28, we are in Sardinia for the very first time, 10 days in Sardinia, Italy, 10 days in Icaria, Greece. These are our 100 Not Out Longevity Experiences 2020. Head on over to 100notout.com for all the information there. To find out more about the great man, it is damienchristoph.com. If there are boxes of forage uh, that are still available, Damo, do they go to foragecereal.com? Yeah, if they go to foragecereal.com, um, they can get them. We've got them. Uh, we're, just, we're just trying to get rid of them, so we've got 20% off at the moment. So if you want to get them, Jump on. Um, well, it's really only till stocks last. So there's not lots left. 58 boxes of one kilo birch are left at the moment. Well, I bought a box. I think we have to buy another box. Six six bags in a box, aren't there? <laughs> six bags in a box. Six bags in a box. Yep. That's good. And if it, and if I've got 12 bags, how long will 12 bags? Yeah. Well, if they have it on the, yeah, what do we reckon? Six months supply there. Probably, yeah. If you're making one bag every two weeks, yeah, for sure. There's six months supply, and you've got to August of next year for them to expire. So you've got almost, you know, nine months. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. definitely getting another box. Uh, so that's 57. <laughs> that's 57 and counting. Um, so foragecereal.com for any of the last remaining boxes of Bircher. It is the best one too. I'm so I'm so glad you've uh, you've got 57 boxes of Bircher. Um, more information on myself. Head over to marcuspierce.com.au and uh, big shout out to everyone who makes this podcast possible. Thank you for your support, especially to you, our lovely listener. The best thing you can do is to share the message of 100 Not Out. You can do that by going to the website thewellnesscatch.com slash 100 Not Out. But really, go into the iTunes store. Don't just rate this podcast, but show your friends and family how to listen to a podcast. You will open up a whole new world for them. Bring up 100 Not Out. Show them some of the old episodes, some of the new ones, some of the great interviews of our living legends. And until next time, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.